0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network with your hosts Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from the newbies to the most experienced players. This episode will be recapping the 2019 season. We'll be going over the pre-draft rankings from 2019 to where they finished up at the end of the 2019 season. So sit back listen up so you're the one dominating and hosting that trophy at the end of the fantasy football season. it's bride duck and snowman they come from san ho man. they drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program it's fantasy football division rivals player snowman's a bronco while bride duck's a raider yep. but that just makes for better bullshitting <laughs> two of the smartest football minds so listen a raider in fort worth the bronco in the bay a mission to the top of the standings to stay what's up what's up everyone welcome welcome back to to Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network. Uh, this is our third episode that we're hitting you guys with in one day. On our launch day, this is our third episode. Uh, I'm the snowman with my co-host and my Texas rival over here, uh, Bry Duck. What's up, Bry Duck?
1: What's going on, man? How you doing?
0: Good man. Just uh just cracked my beer uh, for the episode here. I'm drinking a, a Citra hopped. Ale from uh, Lagunitas out in Petaluma, <laughs> California.
1: I feel I feel like we're starting a, a little trend here, you know, yeah. a, little, a little trend with those those uh, hoppy beers.
0: Those hoppy beers over here, and another 8%er, So,
1: and, and you know, every time I've got my my protein sitting next to me because I'm ready for a long episode. I'm like, hey, I know this is going to go, you know, longer than where <laughs> I need to get some protein in. So you know, I always got it sitting next to me. So. I'm hanging in there, doing good. I uh, just got this workout in, you know, trying to uh, get my my workouts in now later at night. So that way when I wake up in the morning, I'm, you know, completely rested and I can fast all day. And, you know, that that's kind of what my trend has been lately.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I came by this post uh, the, the other day and I, I think I sent it to you. Uh, we talked about last week or, or last episode, we said, running back running back running back in the perfect world and this dude had wide receiver wide receiver tight end wide receiver right oh
1: my goodness i i, I would love to play that guy put him in our league please contact him i want to take his money
0: And he, he talked about being in a 12 12 man league and it was his mock draft sitting in the five spot and he went wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end wide receiver.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild to me, man. It's wild to me to always see like different people's perspectives or, or strategies and kind of what their philosophies are on on how to build the perfect team. Um to me, obviously, like I've said before, that's asinine. I mean, you're you're gonna have zero running backs at that point. Right. You're looking at like what, six round first <laughs> running back? You're gonna have like maybe a backup to, to pick up as your starter. Sweet. Good luck to you.
0: We got to find out who this is and just bring him into our league and just steal some money.
1: Or maybe he knows, like, black magic and he, like, puts curses on the other running backs and just picks up the backups (laughs) as handcuffs and just prays that, you know, they'll be valuable down the road.
0: (laughs) I couldn't believe that. I mean, I saw that and the first thing I wanted to do was send that thing. That dude is tripping. yeah absolutely tripping
1: (laughs) and i mean that'll that'll be fun to uh you know see this season you know how how some people go about their draft boards you know i think uh people who listen to us hopefully they'll they'll take some some advice and they'll be able to you know take it all the way to the ship and you know win their league and be able to gloat and say hey i listened to fantasy football bs and uh that's why i beat all you guys
0: yeah exactly i i mean i'm almost kind of screwed like with with all my boys listening in and, and
1: I, I was thinking the same thing today man i was like you know what they're listening to all this stuff a few weeks before the season it's gonna change all their strategies yeah they're gonna know exactly what i'm doing so that's why i said in a perfect world you know we'll, we'll see how, how things play out now
0: but i might get screwed i'm, I'm gonna get that 10th pick I'm going to get stuck, and all of a sudden, all the running backs are going to be off the board, and have to go with like a Devonte or a Mike You're going to have Thomas. to go wide receiver, wide receiver, and everybody's
1: going to be like, "Wait, what happened?" Yeah.
0: Don't you listen to your own podcast? I don't listen yeah. to the sh- shit I say. Gee. Yeah. Do as I day. say,
1: not a, do, do as I say, not as I do.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But hey, man, let, let,
1: let, let's jump into uh, this episode discussion points. You know, why don't you kick off what we got going on this episode?
0: Yeah, so uh, this is gonna be a huge, huge content episode for, for y'all. It's gonna be a 2019 just recap. We're gonna be able to go over the pre-draft rankings, the post-rankings where they finalized in the at the end of the season uh, per position. So it's gonna be a huge, huge content. So another padded paper type of episode where you definitely want to be listening up and and writing as much notes because we're going to be able to help you guys out that didn't play last year for you newbies that have never played and didn't play last year or people that took a year off we're going to be able to give you the breakdown of all of it so it's like you never missed it
1: yeah absolutely and all the stats that we are going to be discussing are going to be based on ppr leagues um which matters most obviously for your running backs wide receivers tight ends You know, a lot of what we are saying in this episode, if it doesn't really align quite with what you saw in your league last year, it might be because you're not in a PPR league. And for those that are just getting started, PPR is points per reception. So as a running back wide receiver or tight end, every time you catch that ball out of the backfield... Or, you know, off the line of scrimmage, you are earning a point just for catching the ball alone. So that brings in a lot more strategy and makes a lot more players valuable throughout the league that are more of a possession receiver versus, you know, a deep threat and and gets the the, the touchdowns that, you know obviously boost everybody's scores. Um, Exactly. That's something something to keep an eye on. Um, You know, listen to future episodes where we'll break down all of the positions. You know, what we're gonna be talking about down the road is gonna be 2020 rankings tonight. It's just gonna be our 2019 rankings. Yeah. Um, Just so everybody's aware and then social media. Um, if, If you guys are on social media, we're on all the major social media platforms. So your Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube uh on instagram you can catch us at fantasy football bs on twitter you can catch us at fantasy fbbs and on youtube you can catch us at fantasy fbbs so go ahead and go over to our our pages follow us uh click that subscribe button click that uh that notification button there at the top and just make sure that you guys are you know getting pinged every time that we drop a new episode or or drop new content we uh appreciate all the love we've been getting
0: and and Also, again, uh, Q&A. We'll be doing Q&A sessions, so ask your questions, DM us, shoot us a question if you didn't understand something or if you did want to know something possibly that's in a standard league because you're in a standard versus a PPR league. We'll still hook you up. Uh, Don't worry about it, and we'll we'll definitely give you a shout-out the following episode and ask your question and answer it for you. Also uh also want to give a, a a shout out to our our sound engineer. All right, let's uh let's jump right into this. Uh again, a uh, big content episode. Now we're going over here. We're going to actually start off right off with the uh, with the QBs. Their their stats are going to be the same standard PPR league and let's say obviously like Brian was saying earlier if they they catch a pass and uh score a touchdown gets you some, but i don't know if anyone's doing <laughs> doing that. Car-
1: carson of... wentz carson wentz in the post
0: there there you go there you go maybe doing a little doing a little philly special yeah exactly uh, uh but yeah no uh, again uh qbs again remember what we talked about last episode uh you can get those good qbs you don't need to get them in that first round please avoid that mistake that we talked about last yeah episode. first
1: round is a huge no-no for quarterbacks if anybody in your league drafts a quarterback in the first round they're either new at this or they just you know are stubborn uh like i got buddies who are very stubborn and they'll draft a quarterback in the first round just because they really want that guy um that's a strategy that you're willing to take hey i'll I'll, I'll let you have it, but um, it's not going to get you to the ship, and your your team's going to be lacking. You're going to be noticing that halfway through the season. You're going to be sending out trades to everybody in the league because you're you know missing a running back or missing a wide receiver that you should have taken in that first round. So, absolutely no, exactly no. exactly. Yeah, and, uh, you and, know, like we're saying, you know, those quarterbacks in in the later rounds are, are are just as good, you know, and you catch those sleepers like a Lamar Jackson from 2019, which we'll obviously get into. Um, And I think that's a a great segue into discussion points for for this segment. You know, we are going to be hitting those pre-19 season draft rankings. So where people were, you know, projected to go, their annual draft position projections prior to last season and then we're going to go over those final rankings so where they actually landed and hopefully that'll kind of put some perspective to what we're saying as far as you know hey a guy way late in like the 12th round ends up leaving the league and being the best quarterback overall so you know, you've exactly. gotta look for those sleepers, do your homework, listen to us, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna make, make sure that you guys are uh, well prepared and equipped to, you know, be confident going into your first draft.
0: Yeah, and uh kicking right on to that perfect segue. Thank you, Briar, over here. Top quarterback, pre pre quarterback, uh Bri, I think you said you got him in your in your third round. Patrick Mahomes right out of uh right out of K C. He was the uh around the overall draft board rank was about 41 but he was your your qb1 uh i think off the board it, i think everyone chose him qb1 last year you got yeah to yeah so putting round, that in
1: perspective for people when you hear that yeah when you hear that that someone is on the draft board as ranked 41 and you're hearing them as being qb1 so to, to lay that out for you in 10 team leagues four rounds he should be going around the fourth round Um, So me taking him in the third round, a little bit of a reach, but I knew if I had picked, if I had not picked him in the third round, come my pick at the end of the fourth round, he would have been gone for a hundred percent certain. So I did go with my strategy of running back, running back. And I would have gone running back again, had Mahomes been off the board because he was my number one QB, you know, target, you know, amongst probably everybody. So when I saw that, I'm like, hey, do I want to gamble or do I want to take him? So I decided I'm going to take him here in the third round. Uh, I'm going to break my own strategy of, you know, following that running back, running back, running back. But this is an anomaly. Um, So you're going to run into those sorts of things when you're getting into their draft boards and trying to figure out, do I want to make this decision? But yeah, Mahomes third round, I I think it was a it was a great decision on my part. uh, and And he was the QB one. Uh, pre-draft rankings
0: yeah and then going from there you, you had Deshaun Watson out of, out of Houston uh, being QB2 overall draft board 71 Matt Ryan uh, QB3 Aaron Rodgers I, I think was QB4 Cam, Cam Newton uh, QB5 now you're starting to hear some of these names that obviously didn't didn't do so well Baker Mayfield uh, Carson Wentz Prescott over at uh, QB8 Tom Brady at QB9 and, and Big Ben at, uh, at QB10. So uh, yeah, again, so that
1: rounds out your, your overall top 10 pre-draft rankings Exactly. In quarterbacks. Um, exactly. That's their pre-draft. Obviously, you know, looking back uh, and seeing those pre-draft rankings, some of those quarterbacks didn't even play the season, yep. Ben and Cam, Some people fell completely off from those projections, like a Matt Ryan who went from pre-draft number three down to number nine in his final rankings. So that's kind of what you're seeing is, you know, there's a little bit of a trend. And that's why I say from year to year, they're not always typically going to be that same guy they were last year. And that's what a lot of these pre-draft rankings are based upon is okay, what did they do last year? This is what we think they'll do this year. And a lot of times those projections are are a little bit loftier than, you know, reality. Um, So you've got to look at that and decide, you know, do they still have all the same weapons? Do they still have the same offensive coordinator? Do they still have the same head coach? You know, all these things play factors into projections. Especially young QBs young qbs and young qbs who lose a head coach like after their first season throws a wrench into everything so you've got to look at those things those are parts of the game that you really have to pay attention to um all of these small minute details will help you you know win games win you know week in and week out and hopefully make you into the playoffs and then from there hopefully you get to the ship but those are the things that you really need to be paying attention.
0: Exactly, and the the final rankings right now. Final rankings, you had uh, Lamar Jackson as the the clear number one, almost a hundred points more. Than, and I know
1: I wear glasses, Snow, but I'm looking at our top ten list, and I don't see Lamar on there.
0: No, and wh- as I a, mean on the
1: pre-draft rankings.
0: Nah, he. And what was he pre-draft? 14? Two, f- 15, Fourteen, it, fifteen, 15? Yeah, yeah. So. And draft board, he was uh, 124. So, again, that's mid-12th mid round, people. Yeah. Like, in, in a
1: 10-team league, he's going in the 12th round on average last yeah. season. So, huge steal. Obviously, a huge hit. Going to be on everybody's radar this year, obviously. He was
0: probably the, the absolute biggest shock. steal, shock out of the, the whole 1,000%. entire thing. 1,000%
1: thousand percent
0: I, I would love still please everyone hit us up let us know if you had Lamar Jackson last year I would love to see how many people made it to the championship with with Lamar Jackson and yeah and with Lamar at the
1: at the at the top of your your team yeah and because if you have Lamar on the top of your team and you picked you know like you should have in those beginning rounds your team is absolutely stacked yeah I mean, now, you just have a, a monster of a team.
0: No, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. And that gives you all that room if, if you were able to pick them that late into the draft. That gave you all those rounds where people were choosing other quarterbacks ahead of them, where you were getting the best skill player uh, over a quarterback. Versus exactly. A, a, and an Aaron and chances and are, too,
1: in, you know, there's chances that you, you took another quarterback that maybe you could use as trade bait later on down, down the line, once Lamar starts doing what he did, you know, say you drafted Deshaun Watson, you know, earlier, and now you've got Deshaun and Lamar and, you know, you're just stacked at quarterback now. Now that's trade bait for you. Um, So that's why we say pay attention to those sleepers because down the road, those potentially could become, you know, pieces to, to make your team even stronger. And that's what I did a lot with my team last year is I took pieces And I would take, you know, one or two guys and I would trade it for one guy and and, uh, just a little bit of a tier up. And then I'd take that guy who's just a little bit of a tier up and I'd package him with someone else and I'd move another little tier up. And eventually you just keep doing that through the season. By the end of the season, I turned Julian Edelman into Julio Jones by the end of the season.
0: Exactly. And I I went, I went,
1: I went Julian Edelman to Mike Evans to I think Juju Smith Schuster, and then he had a couple good weeks, and I was like, okay, he's he's not looking good, and that was right when they had lost Big Ben, and I was like, okay, now I gotta dump him, and I just kept moving up the ladder. You know, you just keep trading up a little bit better at a time, and eventually, that's you know, that's a huge strategy for you that you can you can take is is taking those pieces and and pairing them together for better pieces.
0: And and Deshaun Watson ended up being number two. So he ended up again having a great season, um, and again that was if you picked him QB two, it wasn't a bad pick. He ended up, he ended up he ended staying up, up there exactly. Yeah, so you, you don't you see that Dak, a lot
1: where people end where they get projected.
0: Exactly. Dak, Dak Prescott moved up. Uh, obviously, lots of weapons out there for Dak. Uh, ended up being QB three. Jameis Winston ended up being QB four. Again, another quarterback that wasn't even in the top, uh, the top ten. Shocker. Uh, He was actually less than or lower QB ranking pre-draft at QB 17, so he was lower than uh, a Lamar Jackson and ended up being fourth. Don't think he's going to end up being that high this year, uh, sitting behind Breeze. But you got Russell Wilson. Uh, Now my wife had Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, so uh, stacked. stacked That's that's
1: one of those. That's one of those perfect recipes for trades. You know, you just take one of those guys, pick who you want to ride to the end of the season. You know who has the highest ceiling, and and trade the other one.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Then, uh, I mean, who else did we have? We had Josh Allen at uh, number six. Murray, good rookie year. Probably gonna have a a, a monster year now with uh, getting the DeAndre uh, alongside uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And uh, I I just wanted to point out uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, he he only played thirteen. Games so and
1: still finished top ten
0: and still finished top ten. He he ended up he he would have been much higher. I don't know if he would have caught Lamar Jackson uh, with those three extra games, but you never know. Uh, I I've learned as a Broncos fan, I can't fucking doubt Mahomes. The dude, yeah, just is, is something special. Uh, yeah,
1: the unfortunately the the Chiefs own the AFC West for probably the next decade. Yeah, we're um, so us as you know division rivals <laughs> <laughs> we've got nothing to look forward to for a while
0: <laughs> Uh we got look all we can look forward it's to just is it's just reality i mean playing gotta, each other <laughs> no,
1: there, there is no more realistic fan than than me when it comes to my raiders and and you know outlook of do we even stand a chance at at best we might get a wild card spot you know if we're lucky <laughs>
0: That's what I'm 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 hoping for as a Broncos fan as wild card. There's no. We, shot. we won't be winning. We won't be winning the division for a decade. No, absolutely not. Absolutely so, not.
1: And, it's, and then rounding out that top ten, let's let's kick this off. Uh, Matt Ryan, number nine. Carson Wentz, number ten. So those final rankings. You, you look at that and you look at their stats and you see where they finished the season and based off of where they were projected and you you use this these metrics so that you can build out your plan for this year so when you see where people were projected and where they actually went it kind of helps put things in a perspective of it it really is a crapshoot when it comes to the quarterback position and who's going to have the hot hand that year
0: yeah Um, absolutely it's
1: it's not a for sure thing when it comes to quarterbacks and that's why taking them early is a huge risk
0: and although uh eight eight quarterbacks right eight eight of the top quarterbacks to the top eight they're in the top 15 overall of all fantasy players last year but we just read it for you guys and you guys could see where they were actually ranked and how low you could get them in the draft and they're still going to be a producer so yeah no need to rush it no need to rush it it happens every year exactly all right now now we're into running backs i i know bryson is just couldn't wait he couldn't wait to stop talking about the whiny quarterbacks and get into these running backs, <laughs> so he can talk about his first three picks. <laughs> Man,
1: I, I know I'm going to end up kicking myself for 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 mentioning my my strategy here, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on top of that pedestal. I'm gonna ride it all the way to uh, the championship for my fourth year in a row. Watch me. And uh, uh, so,
0: who were you remind remind us who your top three? Running backs were, or your three so, running backs.
1: So my top three running backs that I finished the season with, because like I said, I, I do a lot of trades throughout the season. But what I finished with is uh, I had Christian McCaffrey, I had Aaron Jones, and I had Mark Ingram. Um, those were my top three running backs that I that I had on my roster for my championship roster. And you know my my first two picks right out the gate, like I said, were running backs. So that's that's the strategy that I'm going to go with this year as well um, regardless of where I'm at uh, on that, you know, first, you know, uh, first pick to 10th pick, no matter where I land, I'm taking a running back. And then the next pick, I'm taking the next best available running back. Um, because after that you really do run into, if you think about it by the third round, if seven people in each, uh, of those first two rounds goes running back, that's 14 of the top running backs off the board. You're already, you know, losing value there at the running back position. So that's why you've got to go early. Uh, there's not a lot of players. Uh, there's not a lot of running backs that you're going to come across down at the, you know, bottom of the fourth, bottom of the fifth that are going to be, you know, game changers for you. Of course, like we're saying, there's steals. There's, there's sleepers. There's people who come out of nowhere and just have stellar years, like Austin Eckler last year. You exactly. Know, because of because of the Melvin Gordon, you know, saga that went went on there in a, in L.A. for for the Chargers, you know, there is some of those sleepers. But what I'm saying is is you want to go f- early with those running backs because that's where you're going to find the highest value at that position.
0: Exactly, exactly. And uh, kind of kicking off our our the pre-draft rankings that that we have them right here is 2019 rankings. You have uh, Saquon Barkley from I, I think was the number one pick probably in most leagues last year. Uh it, it happened in both my leagues. Uh Barkley was the, the first pick of the draft. And granted he, he only played twelve games, so he, he did get injured and in, in some of his production. He he finished just outside the, the top twelve. Uh you got Zeke, no, number two uh cute or running back Q, two excuse me. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, number three, absolute monster last year. Uh, I mean, I, I can't.
1: Yeah, and l- let me pause you there. So here's here's my situation last year, and I'll, I'll I'll clear the air with what I said just a second ago with what I finished with. So I was the second pick of the the draft last year, but with everything that was going on with Zeke and everything up in the air. I did not want a Le'Veon Bell situation drafting yeah. somebody who's going to sit out a whole season. And yeah, I really thought that, that was, yeah. I thought that was a potential possibility, and I I didn't want to mess with it. So exactly. as the second pick there at number two, you have to look at your your board and say, okay, in your mind, Zeke out of the equation between Christian and Alvin Kamara, who is your next best running back? Who who now becomes RB two for you? And in it's, the, a, over, it's a in the toss up, draft
0: right? Ratings. Like half the really people is.
1: thought. I, so I, I drafted Alvin Kamara. I drafted Alvin Kamara with the number two pick of last year. And by week three, I could see that he wasn't the same player he was year prior with Mark Ingram.
0: Exactly. He
1: really is a duo running back. He 100%. cannot be a featured running back. And he showed it last year. He still had a decent season, but he just didn't have the season that obviously as an RB2 drafting him that early, you're thinking they're going to they're gonna be. And then my next pick in the second round, I went Todd Gurley, which going down on this board, we, we covered top four already. So you had Saquon, Zeke, Christian, Alvin. Uh, then you had David Johnson at uh, number five, Le'Veon Bell at number six, and then Todd Gurley at number seven. So the way that the draft board ran in that second round, I went Todd Gurley. Makes and sense. also by week three i saw what todd Gurley was doing and i got rid of him too so i took uh todd Gurley and i took maca or i uh, took kamara i packaged the both of them and turned that into mccaffrey then from there i was able to go and get aaron jones with a wide receiver exchange for running back and then i was also able to package some things down the line for a Mark Ingram, because I saw what he was becoming. And that's how I built the perfect running back three-headed monster for my team last year. Yeah. So a lot of times what you draft isn't necessarily what you finish with, especially if you're me. Uh, anybody who's ever been in a league with me knows I love trading and it's a gamble. You know, you, you could trade for a guy that tears his ACL next week. Like You really have no clue. But you've got to look at you've got to look at how people are playing and seeing how teams shape out cuz like i said all the projections are based on what you did last year when you see the product on the field it changes everything and you as a football it. yeah as an avid football watcher and you know playing the game my whole life you know You and I, and and a lot of people for that matter, who watch football, played football, they've got a keen eye for some of these details. And you can see this product doesn't look the same as it looked last year. Something's wrong with this. And you look at Todd Gurley running and you're like, what is wrong with this? He does not look like half the guy he was the year before. Um, So instantly by week three, I was like, I got to get rid of these guys. So that's what I ended up doing.
0: Todd Gurley is the reason the NFL teams are scared to have that single workhorse. To sign a running
1: back. Yeah, they, they, it's he proved he proved what a lot of people thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly and, what happened. And we'll talk about that with some of the teams picking up some some free agents that people kind of thought were head scratchers. Uh, but uh, yeah, Todd Gurley at number seven, uh, Joe Mixon number eight, Connor at at number nine, and and Dalvin Cook uh, as as the number ten, and Dalvin Cook being the tenth best running back pre-draft that. That was predicted. That his draft board selection was 17.
1: Man, so, after I watched him in week one, I was trying to trade for him. I could yeah. not get my buddy to. I couldn't. I. It didn't matter what I offered. He wouldn't get rid of him.
0: That shows everyone again that running backs are gone early. They're sought out early. If you wait too long, they're gone. So they're gone. They're they're gone, and then you're stuck. There's only there's only 32. Uh, out there and uh, fi- final rankings uh, again uh, a little different a couple couple people ended up there obviously Christian McCaffrey gosh 448.4 points at the end of the year yeah I mean
1: insanity and I loved it, it every week I'm like by halftime he already had 20 every week
0: I mean it was only him and Lamar Jackson that ended up over 400 points for the season 29.9 points is insane game average that is, that's average
1: average not season high that is his average points per game is you can put him in the books for 30 every game
0: <laughs> average average so I, awesome. I i think he's probably going to be on the number one pick this year for uh, i think i
1: think for for sure he he and barkley i think barkley you know because everybody knows what he can be in that offense and he is really the offense out there absolutely um, you know he's going to be the workhorse, and he and he's a dual threat. You know he catch he can catch out of the backfield, and the guy is. And that's a what
0: monster. makes McCaffrey so a mon- a monster essentially is his that he does per game, catch he his points per game, his catches perception. Yep.
1: So yeah, so many catches per per season uh, that he's getting. Um, you know, and that like I said for PPR leagues, that's how you got to look at your running backs. Do I want a Derrick Henry type, which I think is a is a great segue here? So ppr league who's more valuable you know someone like an austin eckler or someone like a derrick henry
0: gosh i mean it everyone knows what what derrick henry was doing i mean he put the titans on his back to to lead him as far as that as the titans went but in a ppr league you gotta go austin uh i mean yeah
1: and i think a lot of people they look at what derrick henry was doing and the Austin Eckler stuff was kind of quiet, right? And everybody yes. would think you're you're thinking in your head, like Derrick Henry, no brainer. I saw what yeah. he did last year. Well, I got news for everybody, Austin Eckler finished RB four and Derrick Henry finished RB seven. Yes. So in a PPR system, Austin Eckler is more valuable to your to to your roster than a Derrick Henry and for that matter, you know, twenty eight other running backs in the NFL.
0: Exactly. Uh, finishing
1: at that R B four. That's that's huge.
0: And um, he only had 132 carries last year versus Derrick Henry's 303 carries. So that's
1: crazy, nuts. absolutely crazy. I mean, imagine him getting the same workload, or imagine Melvin and Gordon never coming back last year. You yeah, know? you know, we could be talking Austin Eckler as the RB one, RB two. Yeah, you know, and an absolute steal of last year's draft. Yeah. Um, because where he was, you know, uh being drafted uh on most boards was, you know, eighth round, uh, middle of the eighth round. So you look at that that average draft position and his production and what he finished the season out with. I mean, he's arguably, you know, on that top five biggest steals of last year list as well.
0: Yeah, because uh, Melvin Gordon played eleven games last year. So take away those eleven games. Yeah. And and that offense Completely changed when Gordon came back.
1: Yep. Yeah. And and and, 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 a, and a big thing also, and a, and a term for for some of those uh, newbies out there is vulturing, and when you've got two running backs in a system, and and one of them gets a, a you know a large. Share of carries in a game, you get vultured on the goal line. So you got to look at you know who your running back is, and are they also a goal line running back? When you make it down there in in the goal line, are they pulling your running back out to put someone else in? That that's a huge negative in my mind. Yeah, Um, you need someone who's that dual threat. I can do it, you know, all the way up the field and on the goal line. That's why I love Josh Jacobs last year. You know, Josh Jacobs didn't finish in our in our top twelve. Uh, he was also but, injured yeah he was injured and he he had a hell of a season man on as a rookie and on the goal line like they weren't pulling him out they were giving him the rock they've given so. they've
0: given the ball three times in a row to give him to get into that end zone versus Absolutely. philip Lindsay, who they brought in melvin gordon because that reason because yeah. philip Lindsay he, he hasn't been able to punch line. it in he can't do it so yeah That kind of will scare and that'll affect our obviously our 2020 rankings. Last person, obviously, kind of falling that out. You have Zeke ended up five, Fournette six, Henry. We already said Chubb, Ingram again. You had, I mean, you had three running backs in the in the top ten. Three of the top ten running backs when I finished the the season. Number
1: one, number two, and number nine. Gosh, I I hate you. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. Um, wait till we get to wide receivers and i tell you who i had at wide receiver
0: exactly exactly <laughs> uh miles sanders miles sanders ended up uh finishing 13th uh he ended up 21 points per game the last five games of the year so that'll be i think someone that that we'll talk a little bit more uh in in future episodes so don't forget to, to listen in to us into into the future episodes about the 2020 running backs <laughs> All right, well, we didn't have to wait too long over here for, for, for Bry to be able to talk about his wide receiver roster. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you know,
1: we, we, we just want to jump into things and let people know, you know, how you shape a, a, a championship roster. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know and in and, and, and all things, in all seriousness, you know, like it it is a lot of knowing what you're doing. And also, you know, things just the dominoes fall in the right way um and sometimes that's that's what it comes down to you know a lot of a lot of uh leagues i've been in you'd be shocked at who has the most points all season long gets to the playoffs and they lose week one you know it's just it just sometimes that's the way the, the cookie crumbles as they say Absolutely. so uh You know, pre-draft rankings, jumping into our wide receivers, you know, uh, wide receiver one, consensus number one, and and obviously overall draft board rank number five was uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So he was your wide receiver one.
0: Uh, Then you
1: had Michael Thomas at number two. You had Devontae Adams at number three. Julio Jones at number four. Tyreek Hill at number five. Odell Beckham Jr. at number six. You had Juju at number seven. Mike Evans at number eight, Keenan Allen at number nine, and Amari Cooper at number ten. Yeah. So you know, I let, had um, let's see I where had, these where these chips fell.
0: Yeah, I I ended up I was picking twelfth in our league uh, last year. I ended up with Devonte Adams and Julio Jones. Should have gone to Dalvin Cook, granted, but my wide receivers, I was I was definitely locked in at that at that twelve position. Uh, but final rankings uh, just. Another monster of a season again. Another person who ended up being ninety points ahead of the second best wide receiver final rankings was Michael Thomas. What a monster of a Absolutely year
1: that guy had! Monster of a year. I mean, man.
0: Jesus. That
1: and and he kind of started off in a little bit of a slump there at the beginning. He and did. I, I was like, oh man, he's not really going to be what he was, you know, or what people thought he was going to be. And then all of a sudden, he just took flight and turned into another you know animal
0: so i had him the year before which he didn't go very high the year before he kind of went i think i got him in like the sixth or seventh round two years ago uh and he just killed it for me in a ppr league i mean he's he's targeted a ton so that'll that'll definitely be something that you want to look for in a guy in a ppr league is how many targets does that wide receiver get uh, but yeah. l- last year I was pissed when I didn't get him. My buddy got him. I was pissed. That's the another wide receiver that I I wish I could have had, but he was picked before. And I in the beginning I was thought I was golden. He wasn't looking too good. And yeah. And then he man,
1: but but then he just started just beasting like beasting. absolutely beasting.
0: Beasting. So, I mean, he was seeing I mean, the he was seeing like fifteen targets a game. Like yeah, it was disgusting. Just, disgusting. And even, with Te-
1: and even when Teddy B came in, I mean, he, he didn't drop off at all. He had a, he had a really good season. Um, you know, jumping into this next one, though, Chris Godwin finishing out the season at wide receiver two. I mean, what an absolute, like, to me, shocker. Uh, yeah. I, I looked at that offense, and I'm like, it's Mike Evans' team. But, I, I mean, looking at what they've got on that team going into this season with now Gronk and Brady, and you've got Godwin, and you've got – uh, Mike Evans and you know you've got the the rookie running back that they drafted uh you know this With team Jones is as absolute, well yeah they're just stacked yeah and Jones exactly. re- returning from last year you know just absolutely stacked but him finishing out at wide receiver number two I remember last year during the draft it might have been the fifth or sixth round and he was still on the board and I vividly remember looking at him and being like nah I don't think he's gonna do anything I I didn't, To me, I didn't see it. I really didn't. But, man, he he proved a lot of people wrong, and he proved a lot of people very smart, too. Um, And a lot
0: of people may have said, again, I I thought the same thing. Uh, In my other league, I had Mike Evans. So in my two leagues, one had Devontae and Julio. In my other league, I had Mike Evans. And, again, it's always been Mike Evans' team. Who would have known that Godwin would have come in being wide receiver 21
1: but I mean, matched. when you're when you're when you're Jameis Winston throwing for five thousand yards, those yards got to go somewhere, and you know obviously they went to uh, Godwin and Evans so <laughs> and, and Plethora. So I mean, it's it, it was it was huge for him. And uh, fi- Evans fi- did
0: miss two games, but I mean he Godwin or three games, excuse me. Godwin had fourteen games, and Mike Evans had thirteen. So it's not like yeah. uh, the injury kept Mike Evans from from not competing with his his co-partner over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then uh final final rankings uh wide receivers we got number 3 was uh DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, pre-ranked season number 1 finishes out number 3. Still a great season. Now, th- this is a this is a, a toss-up for me with him being traded obviously to the Arizona Cardinals. Is he going to have the same type of production with the Kyler Murray? You know, what do you think there? Does, does that is his stock rising or falling for that trade?
0: I don't know. Seeing what Kyle, Kyler Murray did uh, last year, I, I still think he can he can be at where he's at. I I don't think he's going to be the top wide receiver. Uh, I I think he he'll finish in the top five. But there's there's a lot of people to to kind of play around. You got uh, Larry Fitzgerald over there. Uh, yeah. You got the Arizona's got Christian, another one.
1: Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. They they've got a lot of a lot of weapons still there in Arizona that are going to take targets away from Hop now. That might free him up more. It might free other people up more. So it's gonna it's gonna be one of those situations where you wait and see. But going into the season and pre draft analysis, if if I'm telling you, do I think his stock you know went up or did it go down? In my mind, I think it, it took a little bit of a dip. You've gotta when it comes up to your pick in that first round, if you're gonna go wide receiver um and you're looking at hopkins on the board you got to think about that that's something that you're going to really have to you know do your research and and think you know do i want to take hopkins in the first round here knowing that you don't know what type of you know production he's going to have with kyler especially with this off season that they had with a lot of it being virtual you know a lot of that time where you would be building that rapport with a new quarterback you're out in the field you know doing that kind of thing it's it's it was all done virtually I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens here with Hop. And then it's, it's going to be interesting.
0: And then Julio Jones, I mean, just uh he's been guys year been solid year after year. year he's after just year. he's I mean, always been there It ended up being four he he ranked at number 4 another another odd one where he ended up finishing where he was ranked. Um these these next couple ones though that that ended up being the final again are those ones that get highly targeted. Uh, by their QBs, you got Julian Edelman, obviously a favorite by Tom Brady. Uh, you got Cooper Cup, you got Allen Robinson in in Keenan Allen, uh, all of those, uh, and then Ke- Kenny Galladay at uh, at number nine. Number Every nine. single one of those are from five to nine are very highly targeted wide receivers by their quarterback. So again, back to back to the theory of looking at wide receivers that get targeted a lot by their quarterback.
1: Yeah, and then Amari, you know, he finishes out number ten where he was projected pre pre uh, draft rankings. Um, so he finished out where he should have. You have Mike Evans at number eleven, uh, DJ Moore at number twelve. Now here's a here's a here's a a big one for me, and and I mean, if we look at last five weeks of the season, Devontae Parker at number thirteen. Now I picked him up off the waiver wires when he started getting hot. So I had him at the end of my season to take me to the ship. And, uh, I mean, if you look at his last five weeks, he ranked top five at number four in the entire NFL. So he, the last five weeks, was just on fire. The guy was unstoppable he had a great average, uh, 20 great points ending per of game yeah to yeah. end it average out average 20 and points
0: that was a wa- that was a waiver
1: wire pickup you know so that's one of those ones yeah. where you you get lucky and it's like you pick up a guy at the right time and, and ride it to the ship so i had devonte parker julio jones and amari cooper so you know i had the number 4 the number 10 and the number 13 wide receivers to couple with my top 10 uh, three running backs and pat mahomes um so you know, again, that, just building out a roster and and you know, looking at those sorts of things is is something that you should be paying attention to um, going into this next season. Is pre-draft rankings try to get these guys on your roster
0: and, uh, and a nice uh, nice wide receiver for Tua to pair what with and uh, nice momentum that Devontae absolutely. Parker's taken going into yeah, the next and, season.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I, if that's if Tua plays, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think he'll definitely sit. In a perfect world for the Dolphins, the whole year. I mean, what are the Dolphins fighting for? You know, do they have any chances to make playoffs even if two Tua played? No. Yeah. I mean, so why why exactly. risk it? You know. So in my exactly. opinion, in, in a perfect world for the Dolphins, he sits the whole season. Um, but moving into the future, absolutely a, a great uh, weapon for him. You know, moving forward, and then rounding out that and, top fifteen, you had Jarvis Landry at number fourteen, and you had John Brown at number fifteen.
0: And uh, wide receivers—they uh, ended up uh, having three, three that are pre-draft wide receivers and s- still ended up being in the top five. So pretty impressive. We'll we'll break down those guys for you in a in a couple weeks here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be something that something that you'll want to pay attention to so that you can build out that perfect team. righty, folks. This uh, sponsored message is brought to you by AirCare Heating and Cooling. AirCare Heating and Cooling is your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose and the surrounding communities. This summer season is almost here, and AirCare Heating and Cooling is here to make sure that your cooling system is in tip-top shape for those hot summer days. Call now uh, for your maintenance performed to ensure that your air conditioner will outlast the upcoming summer season. Call 408-809-7350. Or visit us at aircareheatingandcooling.com. Come to book an appointment online, or give us a call. AirCare Heating and Cooling, where we care for your air.
0: All right, jumping into uh, into the tight ends, uh, these next couple positions here, obviously heavy quarterbacks and and running backs and wide receivers, a lot of content there. Uh, tight ends uh, coming in are a little less content, and obviously. Uh, yeah, I
1: feel like I need a. I feel like i need to pull this this weight off my chest you know i feel like we've just dumped a lot of material on these folks um <laughs> but uh tight, ends, they're gonna yeah, tight in they're going to be ready rankings they, yeah they are absolutely going to be ready and these tight end rankings is w- where i kind of go back to the philosophy that we discussed in in the last episode you know do you go early with your tight ends do you wait for your tight ends Um, you know, where I look to get those tight ends for me specifically is typically after I've filled out my running back positions, my wide receiver positions are completely filled out. I may have even picked up a couple bench players at those positions before I start looking tight end. So for me, you know, that good area, if I'm not if I'm not sitting there in the fifth, sixth round with, you know, a top tier tight end on the board, I'm not reaching for any but any tight ends. I'm going to wait a little bit, um, look for some of those sleepers, you know, draft some of those types of guys. But yeah, I'm more of like a mid, yeah, mid-draft rounds is where I'm taking them. So if you got like 15, 16 rounds in your draft, I'm looking around the seventh, eighth, ninth round for my tight end because I'm filling out those skill positions, you know, all, way ahead before I start looking tight end. Because we've said it before, if you uh, you've got those top-tier tight ends, and then it's a major drop from there.
0: Yeah, and if you look at it, only one tight end, and that being Travis Kelsey, ended up finishing in the top fantasy football or players last year. So only one tight end, uh, all of those elite until you kind of can kind of get it. And uh, jumping right into the pre-draft, you had tra- Travis Kelsey, clear number one, uh, ended up finishing uh, number one. Uh, the this is a nice little uh group here too because a, as we go through it you'll see uh the the top five ended up 30, 30 points 40 points away from uh, uh each other kind of thing they're they're really tight in there two of george Kittle was uh the pre-draft tight end, number two uh zach ertz uh, was uh, number three Evan Ingram and OJ Howard obviously uh you'll you'll hear those names not in the in the top 10 um then you had uh, Hunter Henry uh, Jared Cook Vance McNaughton at number 8 David uh, I'm going to butcher his last name so you, Njoku, David and N-
1: Joku, yep from Cleveland
0: and then uh Delaney Walker at at number 10 so great great spot in Bryson really really set it right this is a a nice thing where you can definitely either stream your tight ends uh as well as be able to kind of get that sleeper tight end uh late in the draft that can be huge for you yeah because you look at
1: the you look at the top 10 final rankings and you know yeah you've got some some guys at the top where you you kind of figure like yeah that that makes sense but then you've got a lot of these guys who went real late in drafts like Ranked 133, ranked 134, 113, 249. You know, these are the types of players that are finishing top 10 or guys that are way late in rounds. Yeah. Um, So if you're not looking at a Kelsey, a George Kittle... Uh, or a Darren Waller or a Mark Andrews here you know, in the fifth round-ish um, and those guys you know, got reached early and people already took them off the board, just sit on your tight end. It's yeah. not worth taking anyone up until you know, eighth, ninth, tenth round at that point. Um, yeah. So there really is those top four tight ends, and then it's a huge drop. Um, I'm gonna be interested to see what Gronk can do, and if he can break into that discussion of being, you know, here in that that top five at the end of next season. Um, let's see what a year off did for him. I don't know. He came back looking real skinny. He's got a lot of work to do, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. And the guy looks my, like he lost like 40 pounds.
0: And and part of his thing, I mean, how much does Tom Brady still have in the tank? Uh, as well, again, all the weapons around. it, it is this target's going to drop? Uh, is it going to end up being able to break out O.J. Howard uh, even more? So I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of stuff. I think a lot of people are going to end up think, saying, "Oh, it's Gronk! It's Gronk! I'm going to pick up Gronk after you may see him the second tight end off the board." Uh, so again, just just be patient. Middle rounds, uh, you you can definitely get him. Travis Kelsey ended up being the, the top tight end. Uh, Zach Ertz number two. Mark Andrews, number three, being the 133rd off the, off the draft board, ended up being the third best tight end. That is insane. That just insane. is proof. Proof yeah. to everyone right there. George Kittle ended up being no, number four. Now, I will say uh, George Kittle did play 13 games. He did miss some, and he was only a point away from – from being the same as Mark Andrews, so if he would have played, he probably would have obviously uh, surpassed that. But he
1: he would he would have easily finished tight end too. I yes. mean, if I'm if I'm you know shaping out my pre-draft rankings for this 2020 season, I'm going in my opinion, I'm going Kelsey Kittle Waller, and then Mark Andrews. I I love Waller obviously i'm I'm biased I'm a homer when it comes to to Waller. I love his story I love his attitude I love everything about him but what I love the most about him is how much Derek Carr loves him and Derek Carr loves Waller I mean he looks to him you know so often during the game that in a PPR league he's gonna he's he's in for another monster season this year um, I mean I think Derek Carr sure. loved
0: loved tight ends back in college I mean yeah the, his, he, he his, loves his tight ends. His tight end that was with him with col- uh in college ended up being drafted by the Washington Redskins is not on a roster anymore. didn't didn't last very long. So he's he's always been a tight end quarterback. Uh, yeah. so that the targets that Darren Waller will get is massive. And and not to say obviously, I mean Darren Waller finished fifth. Andrews had two hundred and seven point two. Kittle two hundred six point two. Waller two hundred four point four. So, that... so
1: literally, yeah, three points separates the top three.
0: Exactly. Uh, it, it's it's exactly. that close
1: of a race.
0: And then it, it kind of drops off there. Uh like you had said, Austin Hooper ended up being number six. Uh now. And he won't even be and can... he
1: won't even be with the Falcons, yeah. I mean Exactly. Who who knows exactly. what he's gonna do now? So
0: Jared Jared Cook ended up being number seven. I I, I mean I love, I, I, <laughs> I love Jared Cook. I how could you not I love Jared Cook. I mean,
1: the guy's a monster. I I he, a lot of people will I mean I I as well was heavily targeting him in the beginning of the year uh, pre-draft because just salivating at the thought of him with Breeze, I'm like, I saw what Cook did the year prior with Derek Carr, then he goes to play a season with Breeze and I'm like, Okay, Breeze is a much better quarterback than Carr. He's get he's in for a monster year. He still had a great season, but you know, I, I think you know, a little bit less than what I think he was probably capable of. I think this year he'll he'll have a great season as well. Uh, a little bit more, you know, camaraderie with uh, with Breeze there, and being able to build that rapport, that trust, I think is going to go a long way in year
0: two with Breeze. And being a now a third target now that they have Emmanuel Sanders, so there's more weapons to to yeah. kind of take a little open bit, them up. open them up a little bit more. You had Tyler Higby uh, with the Rams being the the eighth tight end, Hunter Henry, which I think would have went up. Uh, He was targeted quite a bit by Phillip Rivers, but him having that injury as well. So I think he would have went up that board as well. And Dallas. Goddard. Goddard with um, with With Philly. Philly.
1: Yeah, he's he's another one to look at for this next season. Um, You know, I think it was like maybe halfway through the season, I I felt like Goddard was about to take over the role. I really did. Ertz was kind of in a slump there and wasn't doing much. I remember he was in like a hard slump and, I was like, oh, Ertz ain't, he's he's about to lose his starting position to this kid. And uh, then Ertz obviously came on strong there at the end of the season. Like we said, finished tight end two. You know, clearly he had a a great year, but Goddard is is a name to look for as a potential handcuff to an Ertz injury or a potential handcuff to an Ertz slump. Uh, he, he's a name to look for I mean the guy was a backup tight end and finished top 10
0: yeah no absolutely absolutely and he's he's not on either the pre or final draft but I think Greg Olson will do some nice things with uh with Russell Wilson will Desley, Desley uh, does did well until he got injured uh, so Russell Wilson's another one that likes to hit that outlet tight end but that that wraps the the tight ends right there that was quick quick and easy Brian, not a lot of elite tight ends to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, hey, tight ends are are one of those positions that, again, I just want to say it again, you know, that's where you're going to find some of those sleeper picks. Uh, Tight ends year to year are some of the most surprising finishes of the season. So you've got to do your homework uh watch some of these mini camps you know watch you know uh what these kids are doing in preseason and that'll help you be able to you know figure out who's going to be that steal for you late in the draft as a backup tight end with potential you know high ceiling
0: yeah I, i got one i got one that i'll say in a couple weeks that uh that I think is going to be that high after, after, after your draft, <laughs> after my draft, I'll tell you guys, who hey, it we got
1: it. We, we're going to have a sleeper <laughs> episode, man. You're going to have to, you're going to have to drop that knowledge.
0: I'll drop it you. Listen in. I got I got a tight end for you guys to watch out for. Sounds good. But uh, kicking in, uh, obviously just kind of want to round out everything here. We covered a lot. I uh, just kind of want to round out these, uh, the defense and the and their kickers. Obviously these are your second to last and last pick of the draft you only need one don't draft two don't waste a bench on these t- on these positions for for you newbies again this is just something that we kind of wanted to be able to wrap everything up for you for for 2019. Bryson with the with the defense, who were the the top the top 10 for for defense?
1: So for top 10 defense um, you know and and I'll be the first to admit here I, I made a, a huge mistake but we'll get we'll get to that here down the road so uh pre-draft rankings defense number one bears i mean the year prior had a great season going into that 2019 year they were projected to to do do much of the same and they were your uh, defense ranked number one number two you had the jaguars uh number three you had the bills Rams, yeah, had the, the, them at number four. I mean, with all the money they put into that defense, you were expecting big things out of the Rams last year. I mean, they looked like yeah. just an all-star team uh, on paper. Their, yeah. their team really was stacked in, you know, in my opinion, they, they really missed the mark with, with putting it all together out there. Uh, number five, you had the Vikings, uh, Saints at number six, Eagles at number seven. Chargers for for you know whatever reason a lot of people thought that they were going to have a great 2019 while I sat there and laughed uh, they <laughs> were uh, pre draft ranked at number eight Patriots were pre draft ranked at number nine and then you had your Titans pre draft ranked number uh, ten and that'll segue me into the uh, the final rankings and how they finished so Patriots uh, pre draft were number nine they finished off defense number one. Um, I did draft the Patriots with my very last pick of the draft. I I had the Patriots for the first three weeks. They were just killing it. I mean, you're talking about a team that finished the season with with 234 points on defense.
0: 15.6 points per game.
1: Insane. And I traded them away. Now, granted, I did get Mike Evans in return, and I turned Mike Evans into Amari Cooper. I'm not mad about it. But at the same time, I mean, you're looking at a, a defense which, if you've got a defense that's averaging you 15 points per game, locked a week on, you know, week in and week out, that's that's huge for your team. So I made a yeah, I made a little exactly. bit of a mistake there by trading them away, but you know, overall, uh, I don't think it hurt me too much. Uh, number two, you had the Steelers finishing out at defense uh, number two, uh, San Francisco 49ers at number three, San Francisco 49ers. I mean. That team was just ridiculous on defense last year.
0: It was that defense absolutely was
1: was scary, man. And every week, I would just wait, you know, obviously, as a Raiders fan, i I, I have a very uh, large dislike for for the san francisco forty ers but like I said, I'm realistic and you give credit where credit is due, and the san francisco forty ers defense last year was amazing, um in my opinion. they they really are. A force to be reckoned with, I think, this next season in the NFC. They are going to repeat if someone doesn't get in their way.
0: And uh, they weren't even on a top 300 draft board so yeah. uh, to, to finish that. And th- they ended up being the last team that ended up averaging plus a- side double points. Digits. Yeah, yes. double digits. Yeah, so for, for those newbies, every defense starts, or depending on how you have it set, but the default way to set up your defense, uh, every defense starts off with 10 points at the very beginning of the game. So all those three above that ended up with, more points and then the rest from four to 10 ended up actually losing points from from the 10 but still obviously and and
1: that's why i say don't draft a defense until your very last pick of the draft or your second to very last pick of the draft yeah defense kicker kicker defense whichever route you want to go but those should be your very last two picks of your draft do not start drafting defense and kicker i mean if you draft a defense or a kicker before rounds you know 10, I'm just laughing at you. Um, <laughs> literally laughing at you because you're an idiot and we're all pointing and laughing behind your back because we all know we're going to take your money and you're going to be in the punishment league.
0: And
1: Rounding it out going. here in the final rankings, you had number four uh, Vikings, number five Ravens, number six Rams, uh, Chiefs at number seven, you had the Titans at number eight, the Jets at number nine and the Bills at number ten. So and just, if you look um, at that pre-draft ranking and you look at that final ranking, I mean, It's a crapshoot.
0: I just wanted to touch upon the the Bucks ended up being the best defense of the last five weeks. So I think that's something that uh, everyone's going to want to keep an eye on and being able to to add to that defense and retain some of the their key studs there on defense. So. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. That that is a great point to to mention with the Bucks cuz they did have a hot last 5 weeks. They they were doing great for for a lot of teams. So, that, that's a great point there.
0: And the and the kickers just, a, just kinda, uh just kind of I I don't even really want to talk about pre-draft. Uh <laughs> it's the just lonely <laughs> It's you you want to target some kickers just to kind of tell everyone the top 4 kickers in in fantasy last year, were on offenses that finished within the top five of the NFL. So, yeah. uh, just just to kind of, you want to pick a kicker whose offense is scoring points or yeah. is on the move. So, uh, there's no doubt, obviously, that Harrison uh, Butker uh, with KC finished first uh, with yep. with that KC offense. Uh, Will Lutz with the with the Saints finished second. Another one, uh, Matt Gay uh, with Tampa Bay. Justin Tucker, you could see those those top four that I just listed off for you guys for the final rankings, uh, were in ridiculous offenses last year as well. Yeah, as and, that,
1: and, and like you said, that's how you should target is high-powered offenses equal lots of points for your kicker. Sometimes a, a strategy of mine is to go for teams that can't punch it in because then they're kicking a lot of field goals. Like they might move it up and down the field a lot, but not score a lot of touchdowns. Um, so that's something to look at too. Is is teams that can't quite punch it in, but they do move it up and down the field a
0: lot. And that's kind of I think why Zane Gonzalez from Arizona ended up being five, is they were able to move the ball. He had a a lot of long kicks that he was making. But uh, same thing with Matt Prater, always finishes up in, in the top ten because Detroit can move the ball, but can never score the damn they ball. They can't punch it in. Uh, yeah. uh, another one I I want to shout out. Obviously, I'm starting to. Shout out some people before it even uh, gets into it, but uh, grade the leg. Uh, now no longer with the Rams, but uh, with with Dallas, I think is a, a kicker to watch out for.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because they're going to be moving that ball a lot. That with that them. offense. Oh my goodness, that offense is loaded. I mean, uh, you want to talk loaded offenses in the NFC? Uh, you've got the Bucks. You've got the Cowboys. I mean, those are probably the the top two. You got the Saints. You know the the, the NFC is scary, man.
0: It, I mean, it really is.
1: AFC, you've got the Chiefs. Really, that's what you got. Um, <laughs> NFC though, NFC is stacked, man.
0: It, it I, oh, really and is. And then AFC,
1: obviously, you got the Ravens too. So Ravens and Chiefs. You know, it's it's really theirs for the taking. Uh, but NFC, I mean, it, that is a tough, tough uh, side to be on. The,
0: the Niners AFC. are going to have to bring that defense because they, yeah. there's going to be a lot of points scored in in that Absolutely. Uh, in that conference. Uh, yeah. I I think we hit them uh, again. I it's like a weight of content that we lifted off. Uh, we we covered a lot. So this I, is why
1: I, I drank all that protein, man, so I could lift this all off my chest. You know, I,
0: I finished my eight percenter. I need another eight percenter <laughs> after talking about all this. So we were able to give you guys a lot of information there. So I think this was a great episode and hit them with those closing remarks like you always do, Braddock.
1: Yeah, thanks again, guys. Just want to say thank you to all the all the fans, all the listeners. Um, the, the huge uh, outcry of support has been amazing. So thanks, guys. Um, social media, uh, all platforms. You got us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, Instagram, you got us at Fantasy Football BS. Twitter at FantasyFBBS. YouTube at FantasyFBBS. Catch us on our podcast, you know, listen to us and and definitely go make sure that you uh, subscribe to us, follow us, drop those questions. We are going to be doing Q&A segments. We are going to be giving you guys shout outs. We love the interaction with the, the, the fans, the listeners, all of you guys out there. Um, so please make sure you guys are dropping your questions because we're going to be taking all of that content and, and putting it into our episodes. So that'll be a lot of fun for us. Um, we'll also be posting uh, the, the rankings at the end of this episode. So uh, once this is launched, you guys will be able to go over to our, our pages and and see all of uh, these you know figures and numbers and final rankings and pre-draft rankings. We're going to drop that all for you guys so you guys can take a look at that. Be in a nice place for you guys all in one spot um, contest details, uh, first week starting Monday, July 20th. If you bring three new listeners to our podcast and they tag us on social media, uh, they'll be entered to win a free fantasy football BS t-shirt. Like I said, these things are sweet. You want to wear it. You know, it's, it's going to be something that, you know, we're going to be giving out to fans and listeners. Um, it's, it really is. We're, we're doing this for the love of the game and we love that all you guys out there are listening to us sharing it and it's it's been it's been a lot of fun for us um, and then next episode uh, we're gonna be discussing free agency impact so everything that we saw in this offseason fantasy implications from that and you know kind of where you can start setting your eyes when you're looking toward your draft um, absolutely all, all those those key impact players that got moved around in free agency, um that's going to be a fun episode to listen to so make sure you guys take a listen uh, again thank you guys so much and uh, we'll see you guys next time peace out pmc ha, you know you know me i can't waste time hands keep ticking and i'm not the right a bench guy